You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the final hour solo on a Wednesday afternoon, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. You can listen to the show live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, or check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search full-time fantasy, and hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever new episodes are uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ronis, on the gram, at Aaron88. And you can find my work at FullTimeFantasy.com. We have the Week 6 projections up from Sean Childs. And Sean will join me today at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, one of the top high-stakes players around and a writer here at FullTimeFantasy.com. We also have the weekly snap counts, the fab blind bidding guide. That is up, especially with a lot of waiver wires running tonight. So you need to get those bids in. Not a great week. For the waiver wire, especially in deeper formats, but you know some people are kind of desperate with some injuries and everything, which we'll get to, and uh, you might have to make some small token bids. But I don't see a lot of big money being spent this week on the waiver wire unless there's someone out there that uh, maybe shouldn't be uh, that's highly owned and maybe someone dropped them. But uh, I really don't see a lot of big names to acquire off the waiver wire this week. If you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums, and we will get you those answers. Answers. We also covered for DFS, NHL DFS, NFL DFS as well. A lot of good tools that you can use. The red zone targets. You know, we got a who to start if you want to compare a couple players. Uh, The weekly injury reports, matchups for positions, receivers who they go against as far as cornerbacks, and as well as the optimizer for DFS. So a lot of different tools that you can use. Also. SI.com slash fantasy. My stock watch article is up there today. Uh, the, my waiver wire article is, went up there yesterday. And then tomorrow I will have a sneaky starts for week six. So you can find the information there as well. So make sure you check it out. Lots of ways to win. And uh, we try to give you as much good information, watching games, doing research, looking at stats and, you know, always find some interesting things as I'm going along and writing these things. Uh, so you can see it today in the stock watch, some pretty good trend stats. So make sure you check it out. Lots of injury news going on right now across the NFL and uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, we were kind of wondering what was going on with him because he was not out there late in the game last week. The report was afterwards that it was cramps uh, but he did not play practice today. Remember, the Panthers will be traveling to London. It's listed as a back issue, so a little bit concerning. Now, he didn't practice last week, and a lot of veterans don't practice on Wednesday. They kind of give them that day off. You know, you got to keep them fresh. We're getting deeper into the season. Guys are banged up. It's just natural. So you'll see a lot of guys not practice on Wednesday, but he is on the injury report listed as a back injury. So... there's no indication that he's going to miss, but it is a long flight. Uh, Reggie Bonifant certainly looked good. And I don't know if it was, was it Riveras or North Turner? Someone came out and basically said that uh, Bonifant is the uh, most improved player on offense over the last year and a half. It was North Turner who said that. So uh, he is definitely someone that's going to be picked up this week. 
and I think the price just went up, especially for the Christian McCaffrey owner. Uh, I have McCaffrey in two leagues. One of them, someone beat me out on him. Oh, actually, I have McCaffrey in three leagues. I, that's right. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl, so I was beat out there for him. That's not good because that can sink my team. Um, and the other one, uh, Bonafont, did he, he? I don't even think he was added. So you know what? <laughs> I should go now and add him just in case. Um, and then uh, another league where I have him, he was not picked up and waivers ran today. So, yeah, I mean, if you're the McCaffrey owner, you definitely want Bonafont. I don't think he gets the same workload McCaffrey did. But, you know, it, he did show something late in the game last week. Um, you know, it was uh, – Late in the game, and the defense was definitely worn down. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely someone that I think, uh, you know, would fill in and at least get 15 to 20 touches. So cer certainly someone you could look at. So uh, just just made that transaction. <laughs> I was a little worried that he was gone. Uh, but the only guy have McCaffrey just picked up Reggie Bonifon. So... McCaffrey owners should do the same. He's available in a lot of leagues. He's a guy that maybe people spend on tonight. You know, again, especially if you're the McCaffrey owner, uh, just in case, you know, the insurance. So uh, I did have him on the waiver wire write-up because there wasn't a lot this week. So uh, we've seen this. Uh, you kind of want to get ahead of the curve. And I understand if people did it handcuff Bonoff in the last few weeks because we really just saw McCaffrey on the field all the time. I know other people will say, well, McCaffrey was getting such huge workloads that he can't keep this up and you needed to protect yourself. But McCaffrey, if I'm not mistaken, this might be the first time he's been on the injury report. I think the same thing. I think Ezekiel Elliott hasn't been on the injury report, too, in his NFL career. Not not confirmed. I don't know if that's fact. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. Uh, I don't think McCaffrey has been, so this might be the first time. Don't know if there's any need to worry just yet. Uh, I think, obviously, we'll find out more in the next day or two. Uh, don't know uh, when the team is flying out. I know Tampa Bay didn't fly out because we saw O.J. Howard last night at the Tampa Bay Rays game. And, of course, he caught a foul ball, and everyone was joking, including myself, that that was probably uh, something uh, we need to see more in Tampa Bay. I had tweeted out, you know, can this count for fantasy? Because Howard has obviously been a major, major disappointment. He was in the Stock Watch article today. I don't need to tell you any surprise. But, yes, stock was down for Mr. O.J. Howard. Well, I did like before the year. I mean, that's one player that I've been wrong on. I uh, wrote an article on him saying, you know, he could break out this year. That has been completely wrong so far. And I guess I'm fortunate that I only did get him in one league. But there were times he was drafted. And I was like, oh, I wanted him this round, missed out on him. So sometimes you get lucky and avoid it. Uh, it's not the talent. It's just he's not getting the ball in this offense. And I do have some concerns uh, even for this week because Tampa Bay has a couple of issues on the offensive line. But they haven't been great to begin with. Winston has been getting sacked. So that means that they could ask O.J. Howard to block even more because he is the better blocking tight end when you look at him and Cameron Braid. So uh, it's really not looking good for Howard, although the tight end position is really rough this week once again. I mean, I know we say that every week, but especially with four teams on by. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, definitely keep an eye on him. Doesn't look like it's serious, but you just don't know. Backs are tricky, and especially since they have to take this long flight across to London. We'll have more injury news ahead, including another tight end. People are hoping that he could be back, but he's probably going to be out another week. I'll let you know who it is next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com, also si.com slash fantasy. The Week 6 Stockwatch article is up. You can check that out now. Uh, the waiver Wire article also up there, and I'll have my Sneaky Starts article up there tomorrow. Sean Childs will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. It looks like Hunter Henry is going to miss another week. Uh, according to Eric Williams, who covers the team, they've ruled out seven players and or projected starters out due to injury, and Hunter Henry is on the list. So 
It looked like he was potentially getting closer, but he will definitely sit another week. He actually is available in some leagues still. I'm sure some people dropped him early on. Uh, certainly worth adding for cheap now if you can get him. I know it kind of depends on your situation and the roster because with the bye weeks, four teams on bye, you know, you might not have the ability to kind of stash these players. And, you know, you always want to try and stash running backs if you can, especially since injuries can open up at any time. So we understand there is definitely a roster crunch uh, in some leagues where you just can't stash everybody. And, you know, it's important. You know, a lot of people are talking about, oh, you got to have your handcuffs for a running back. You can't handcuff every running back. You know, just a lot of people, realistically, there's not enough room. Even if you're in a league with 20 roster spots, I mean, you've got a couple of injured players. You've got the bye week. So it can't always be done. But uh, if you do have some room, you can add Hunter Henry, uh, especially if he is uh, still there uh, on the waiver wire. And I think he is available in some leagues. Definitely more than I am... uh, than I thought uh, at first. So if he is out there, certainly someone that you could uh, add to your roster if he's if he is there. Uh, it looks like uh, Case Keenum could start for the Redskins this week against the Dolphins. Obviously, he's been dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. Uh, Bill Callahan, who's now the coach with Gruden out, uh, didn't say who would start and uh, said basically any of the quarterbacks could start. But... The one good thing is if Keenum does go, first of all, it's a matchup against Miami. Uh, we know how bad they have been. So this is a week where you could see the Redskins do something offensively. And it's certainly good for Terry McLaurin because he was producing with Keenum at quarterback. And McLaurin had a tough matchup last week against Gilmore. Had three for 51, pretty respectable. But a much easier matchup this week going up against the Dolphins in Miami. Uh, the over-under in that game is 41. Redskins are favored by 3.5. I mean, an 0-5 team on the road favored by 3.5 just speaks volumes of how bad the uh, Dolphins have been this year. So, you know, McLaurin's missed one game with a hamstring injury, but uh, solid numbers across four starts considering the state of this offense with 19 receptions for 308 yards and three touchdowns. So definitely thinks he he's in a good spot this week, and uh, having Keenan him in there should help him. The Giants are just a complete mess right now. Saquon Barkley has been ruled out for the game Thursday night against the Patriots. And I think, you know, most people expected this. I thought there might have been a glimmer of hope that he could return this week. But Giants definitely have to play a cautious here, especially since you're going on the road in New England. You know that they're not going to win this game. It's going to be tough to be competitive. Uh, The Giants are 17-point underdogs. I have seen reports that there could be winds of 25 to 35 miles per hour. But remember, you know, Wait until game time because a lot of that stuff changes. I mean, I see it every day. I'm constantly checking the forecast, and I'll see rain the next day at 4 o'clock, and then the next day comes and there's no rain or it's projected to be four hours later. So, you know, just because we see heavy winds in the forecast a day or two in advance, just kind of wait it out. Wait until game time uh, and see what it is. I mean, really, it's 20 miles per hour or more for the passing game, and I don't even know if it's going to matter in this game. First of all, I don't think you're using many Giants here anyway. Uh, with the way New England has played defensively. And as far as the Patriots, it's not like Tom Brady throws a ton of deep balls down the field anyway. It's a lot of dinks and dunks to Edelman and White. Uh, I do think this could be a good Josh Gordon week. Maybe they get him going and he finds the end zone. Uh, But I don't think it's going to be a a major deterrent for anyone. But just wait until game time tomorrow. Uh, I know people get very... They get freaked out about weather and winds and tons of questions. You really have to wait up until game time. A lot of times it's way overblown. I think we went through this 
was it week two or week three, heavy rain. I think it was in Kansas City, and it turned out to be nothing. So just be careful with that. Uh, you don't ever want to make a rash decision based on an early weather forecast. And a lot of times it turns out to be nothing. We really don't see the game affected that much. So just be careful because uh, people do get very worried. I mean, if it's rain, it really doesn't matter. It's really heavy winds. That's really the thing that can affect performances and uh we really don't see it a lot so uh just keep that in mind if you start seeing those reports uh but at least with barkley he my guess is he could be back in week seven which is certainly better news than we thought initially because the initial timetable was four to eight weeks uh so there's a good shot that he could be out there uh in week seven and that would be really good news for those that have uh saquon barkley uh to get him back uh, as the giants host arizona in week seven so they've actually been decent against the run but you don't care because they'll pass the ball a ton of Barkley and he'll get huge volume so let's hope that he is back that week Evan Ingram though has been ruled out with a knee injury so that is really really rough for those that have Evan Ingram because uh, tight end is a rough position at this point especially with four teams on by uh, and Ingram was pretty much a lock for everyone's lineup so now if you have Ingram, you really have to go to the waiver wire if you don't already have a backup uh, and find a replacement. So uh, a thin position became even thinner this week. And then you just have to worry, too, how long does this keep him out? And we have seen Ingram banked up in his career. Wayne Gallman, to no one's surprise, ruled out with a concussion. We kind of knew that was happening, as well as Sterling Shepard. And Shepard's second concussion this year, uh, I would think he's looking at a multi-week absence. So really, really bad spot here for uh the Giants, and I don't really see using anyone. I mean, if you're desperate at tight end, Red Ellison, you know, if you're in a tight end premium league and you, or you start two tight ends, guess you could look to him, and you could hope that he gets, uh, you know, a few receptions. Hilleman going to start at running back, you know, maybe splits with Penny a little bit, but uh, I am bidding a Hilleman in a couple leagues because there's a couple leagues where I'm just, like, desperate at running back, including two with Saquon Barkley, uh, where I didn't even get Gallman, which – turns out to be okay now it sucked that one week where Goldman had the good game but you got to be pretty desperate to use Hilleman this week but there are some teams if you're if you're in a 14 or 16 team league or you had Barkley and you don't have depth at running back uh, you might be forced to start him and you're not going to feel good about it because you're basically going on volume but is the volume even worth it against New England I mean for me it's no uh you know he'd be ranked like in the 40 to 45 range of running backs but you know you just plug him in if you're that desperate and you hope maybe he gets a touchdown, he breaks off a run or catches four or five passes in a PPR league. That's really all you're hoping for at this point, uh, but it definitely is a desperation move. So Giants really banked up going into this game uh, in New England on Thursday night. This is a big injury that we have to watch. It's very important. It's another tight end. It's TJ Hawkinson. If you remember uh, before the bye, he tried to leap over a defender, which I don't know why these guys keep doing it. I mean, you're really, what, gaining an extra yard or two? It's, like, rare that you leap over a defender, get back on your feet, and run 10, 15, 20 yards for a touchdown. It really only can result in bad things, and he landed very hard on his shoulder. Apparently, the shoulder is okay, but he is in the league's concussion protocol. Uh, it does say, though, he's going to participate in practice today, so that's pretty good news, uh, and it has been two weeks. So he's listed as day-to-day. The issue is this game is Monday night, and, you know, it's uh, Detroit and Green Bay. So maybe you have Graham. If you have Graham Hawkinson, fine. Uh, 
I don't know if many people are relying on Hawkinson as a starter. I know in one of the leagues I have him, I actually am because my other tight end, Dawson Knox, is on bye. So I'm going to really have to make a decision because cannot risk a zero, but there really isn't much at tight end on the waiver wire. So uh, if you are a TJ Hawkinson owner, make sure you have a backup plan. Uh, and hopefully by Friday, we know whether he plays or not. Uh, if it's one of those game time decisions, it's going to be tricky. But the one thing with concussions is usually we know whether a guy is going to play or not. It's not one of these things where it's like, well, he can risk it. It's not like a knee. Usually, from what I understand and reading doctors' evaluations, once you're cleared of a concussion, you're good to go. So now it's just a case of him clearing the concussion protocol. But the fact that he is uh, at practice, probably a good sign. We saw that with Josh Allen last week. He was at practice, and then late in the week, he was cleared. So it sounds like Hawkinson could go, but it's definitely something that you have to keep an eye on this week, uh, especially if you're going to rely on him to start on Monday night. More injury news ahead when we return. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon, getting you set for week six of the NFL season. Four teams on by this week, so getting a little bit more difficult to fill out your starting lineup. Want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire? Well, why not use the most accurate projections in fantasy football? That's right. Fantasy Pros has independently rated Daily Roto the number one most accurate projection system to start the 2019 fantasy football season. Let the most accurate projections DFS take you to the next level. Save 10% with promo code ACTION and you can become Daily Roto's eighth daily fantasy millionaire. Head over to dailyroto.com slash premium to learn more. That's dailyroto.com slash premium promo code ACTION for your 10% discount on the most accurate DFS projection system you can get. Dailyroto.com where millionaires are made back here full-time fantasy coming up in the next segment i'll be joined by sean childs of fulltimefantasy.com also one of the top high stakes players around mason rudolph who took that absolutely vicious hit last week that knocked him out cold uh, obviously was not carted off they had a cart malfunction and he obviously didn't want to go uh being carted off uh he returned to practice today which Again, is surprising, but as I've said with concussions, you know, they're they're kind of tricky. I mean, I think people saw that hit and figured, up, oh, that's it. You know, he he's done. He's not going to be back for a while, but apparently he was in good spirits walking around, so we'll see. He's still in the league's concussion protocol. Just because he's at practice doesn't mean he's going to play, um, so we'll see. Uh, I would still think Devlin Hodges starts, and again, that's a Sunday night game. I mean, Rudolph really is significant for super flex leagues or leagues you could start two quarterbacks. That's where I have them. I wasn't on planning to have them this week. Uh, so it's a super flex league, and I might have to just go with one quarterback uh, since uh, Mitch Trubisky is on by. So uh, I don't think I can wait till Sunday night either. But, again, hopefully we get a better uh, answer on Friday or Saturday. Uh, but my guess is you probably will not see Rudolph play this week. But, you never know. Uh, stranger things have happened. Uh, keep an eye here on the Cardinals receivers. They got a really good matchup this week against Atlanta. I mean, they have just been shredded defensively. They have so many problems right now in that secondary. Uh, Christian Kirk, limited participant in practice today, as well as Demir Bird. Uh, I would think Kirk could play this week. You know, that injury that happened two weeks ago at the end of the game, it didn't look good. But they said at the time that it wasn't serious. Not surprised that he didn't play last week. So certainly good spot here for Christian Kirk. This is one of the highest totaled games of the week. And I think we all expect a, a shootout in this one with Arizona and Atlanta. Certainly expect Kyler Murray to finally have a, a multiple touchdown game. He's only has four touchdowns on the season. Uh, they have moved the football very well. It's just that they've been settling for a ton of field goals. So uh, I think this could be the week that you see Murray put up some 
good numbers uh, in, against that Atlanta defense, which is just not stopping anyone. I mean, it's just so, so bad how they have looked. Again, they allowed Marcus Mariota to throw three touchdowns in the first half of a game. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about this defense. So certainly could look at the receivers in that game uh, for the Cardinals. Patrick Mahomes is practicing today. You know, that ankle did not look good. It's something that he injured in week one. It was stepped on again. He was lipping around a lot, but Mahomes is in. You play him. I mean, it's the bottom line. I know it's been a little bit of a disappointment over the last two weeks with just one touchdown in two games, and the offense certainly has kind of slowed down, which is crazy to say, even though he's thrown for more than 300 yards in both games, but uh, they just haven't been as dominant over the last couple weeks. Detroit did a nice job taking away the deep ball, and, of course, Indianapolis controlling the clock with the run game and uh, keeping that offense off the field. But uh, Mahomes, uh, pretty good matchup this week against the Texans. Uh, expected to be a high-scoring game, one of the highest totals of the week. It's at uh, 54 now. So uh, Chiefs favored by five at home against the Texans. Uh, I think we all expect that game to provide offensive fireworks. Although Sammy Watkins is not practicing with a hamstring issue. Man, I, I would not trust him at all. Uh, I don't think he plays. He popped up on the injury report last Friday with a shoulder and a hammy. He was active on Sunday night, and he barely played. I think he played two snaps, so uh, tough to trust him. And it looks like Tyree Kill could be back this week. So that would be huge uh, for Tyree Kill owners, for Pat Mahomes owners, for this entire Chiefs offense as a whole. Um, and it does, it does make it a little interesting to see what you do with By- Byron Pringle and Fab tonight because – he looked really good last week, and he was getting open. And even if Watkins is out, you you would think that uh, you could see Pringle uh, on the field in three wide sets. You know, it could be Hill, Robinson, and Pringle if Watkins is out. Obviously, I think McCole Harvin gets hurt the most here with Tyree Kill coming back, and I uh, would not use him. But, uh, you know, Pringle in deep formats, you know, I kind of put in the waiver wire article, you know, might be a one-week play. Uh, but either way, you know, you kind of want – anything tied to this Chiefs offense. And uh, the only thing is I do think in Fab and the high-stakes leagues, he might go for a pretty high price. There's just not a lot out there this week. I do notice looking at some of my leagues, there are people who are down to very, very little money. Uh, I actually have a good amount of money in all my leagues. I really haven't spent much on the waiver wire, which, you know, is good and bad. You know, I did get DJ Chark in a couple leagues for a good price, so that's good. Uh, But as we were talking yesterday's show, there really haven't been any – Huge free agents. I mean, Will Disley, yes, he's been really good if you picked him up. Uh, DJ Chark. Uh, but there haven't been a ton. I mean, there are people who spend a lot of money at Demarcus Robinson, McCall Hardman. A uh, couple weeks here or there. But that looks like it's kind of trending down. Uh, Wayne Gallman went for a lot of money. Gave you one good week. But that looks like it's going to be done if Barkley can come back healthy. So there haven't been like a ton of major impact free agents just yet. Uh you know, there's a few. Uh, I'm probably missing someone off the top of my head, but there hasn't been many. Deshaun Jackson still not practicing, dealing with that abdomen injury, so it doesn't sound like he is going to play. So, you know, he'll miss another game. The Dolphins are going to stick with Josh Rosen at quarterback the rest of the year. I'm not surprised by this. They kind of need to see what they have, and more than likely, he's probably going to have the same situation happen to him that happened in Arizona. This team will be bad. They'll get an early pick, take a quarterback, and then Rosen can move on again. But Definitely makes sense to play Rosen. No need to uh, uh, play Fitzpatrick. 
Man, one of the most disappointing things that I saw today was Chris Herndon because Chris Herndon is someone that I drafted in a couple leagues. You know, I knew he had the suspension to start the year, the four-game suspension, and with the Jets having a bye in week four, you knew, okay, week six, he'll be back. And you never feel good about the tight end position, no matter what. Herndon was good last year as a rookie. He finished the season strong. So I was feeling confident having Herndon on my roster. And the thing was, in the leagues I have Herndon, I was probably not going to need to start him regularly on any of them. Maybe one of them, where I have Jared Cook, and Cook had a good game last week. But And Drew Brees will be back you know, maybe week 9, week 10, so that could help Cook. But you don't feel confident about Cook week in, week out. So I was getting ready to turn it over to Chris Herndon. Not this week, but in his first week back. Well, well that's where we start. He's not going to play this week. Apparently, he hurt his hamstring while running routes on his own last Friday. Like, really? Uh, come on, man. So he's listed as doubtful right now. He's probably not going to play, and it's a hammy, so he could miss multiple weeks. So just really sucks. I'm sure many people got him cheaply off the waiver wire anyway over the last couple weeks. He's been in the waiver wire article for a few weeks, but this is certainly uh, not what you wanted to see. And, you know, if he is someone that you have and there's a good tight end out there, uh, Gerald Everett, you you might need to make that switch. You know, you've already waited this long for Herndon, and now – he can miss another you – know, hamstrings are tricky. It could be one week. It could be two. It could be three or four. You just don't know. So this just is really, really bad news for those that have kind of been waiting around on Chris Herndon. The Browns have said they're going to stick with Antonio Callaway as their number three receiver this week. I don't see how you could start him. I do think the Browns' offense bounces back this week. I think they'll be better. You know, Seattle has this reputation of being a great defense, but they have not been able to apply – pressure on the quarterback and that's really the biggest weakness right now for uh the browns now maybe seattle is able to do it because this browns offensive line is so bad but man callaway just made so many mistakes during that game he had the interception uh where he dropped the ball it wasn't a great pass that was thrown but he bobbled it and it went up in the effort interception so he's just he's got some talent he's got some speed but man he just cannot uh stay away from mistakes and uh we'll see if Rashard Higgins comes back you know he's been out since week one with a knee issue he certainly is a better player and would certainly give a boost to that offense it looks like James Washington of the Steelers is going to miss a few weeks with a shoulder injury and you know last week he had six targets caught three passes for 52 yards uh but I think people were expecting more especially with his college teammate Mason Rudolph but it has been Deontay Johnson that is instead had most of the targets. So uh, they are very thin at receiver now. Dante Moncrief has been a healthy scratch. I think it's difficult to go back to him at this point, especially with all the passes he's dropped. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson mostly. Uh, They got Ryan Switzer, Johnny Holton, but especially with that quarterback situation, I don't think uh, you're going to add either of those guys anyway uh, at this point, uh, especially with that, uh, uh, you know, the way that offense is going. Uh, I did say Hunter Henry likely is going to be out, but he is going to be a limited participant at practice today. But again, it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to return this week yet. Although I don't think he's officially been ruled out. So it is definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, But at least he's back on the practice field. That is certainly good news if you've been waiting around for a guy like uh, Hunter Henry. You know, a player that I'm I'm concerned about right now is Devontae Freeman. You know, I think there are a lot of people that had hope for him this year thinking that he would be a nice bounce back, but it hasn't happened for him at all. Uh, it's kind of been more of a timeshare than many people expected with Edo Smith. 
Last week, Freeman played 54% of the snaps. Edo Smith was at 47%. And Freeman did bail himself out in PPR leagues with five catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. And he does have 13 receptions over the last two games after nine the first three. But they just can't run the football. This team's playing from behind. So if you can get someone to bite on Freeman and sell him after the touchdown last week, uh, I would do it because I don't think it portends to good things going forward, especially with the Falcons defense so bad. They're going to be passing a lot. And you don't want to rely on receptions every single week. When we return, Sean Childs joins me. We'll talk to him about week six next here on Full-Time Fantasy. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern as we get set for week six. And joining me now, he's one of the top high-stakes players around. You can find his work, projections, rankings at fulltimefantasy.com. It is Sean Childs. Sean, how are you today? Good afternoon, Adam. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's amazing how quickly the NFL season goes. We are ready into week six, man. It's just like we blink and we'll be in championship week. And I know the baseball season, you know, regular season ends, and, you know, it seems like a third of the football season is almost over, you know. I know. And we still got some good, good playoff games today. So uh, looking forward to that with a couple of game fives in the NL. Uh, but let's talk some football. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things right now is this Cleveland Browns offense. I mean, they have just colossally disappointed. Baker Mayfield, what is a top five quarterback in a lot of leagues? Let's start with him because, you know, people want to drop him. It's been bad. I mean, four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Does he eventually turn it around? Is he someone that you hold on to? Or do you say, you know what? There's just too many bad signs here, and uh, I don't know if it gets much better. Where do you stand on Baker Mayfield? I would say that he probably heads for the bench on most things. He probably has for the last couple of weeks of the teams that I've that I've looked at and managed. I don't. I didn't end up with Mayfield in too many spots just because he's going inside of the top ten rounds, which kind of sometimes saves you for, from some of those from some of those pitfalls, you know. Um, but you know, it just uh, he struggled. He has good re- receivers, um, but you know, Cleveland needs to win games, and they, they seem like if they're going to win, they're going to have to lean on their defense a little bit and the run game. What about Kirk Cousins? He had a good matchup last week, went for over 300 yards and two touchdowns, got Adam Thielen involved, still kind of quiet day for Stephon Diggs. But this week against Philly, a team that is really good against the run but vulnerable against the pass, uh, is Cousins someone that you would stream this week and feel comfortable starting against the Philadelphia secondary? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shove him in if I got him in the spot, especially if I have a kind of an equal matchup. But, uh, you know, like you said, he, he's, you know, he's – Completion rate is, uh, you know, trending in the, in the right area. His uh, yards per pass attempt is pretty good. He's just averaging 25 uh, pass attempts a game because of his slow start to the year. What do you feel about Kyler Murray? I mean, from a fantasy perspective, he's still a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but another guy that just only four passing touchdowns. Of course, we know what running quarterbacks can do. It seems like they're stalling a ton in the red zone. Could this be the big breakout week against Atlanta for him? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's going to be the key. I mean, when you look at him, he's kind of frustrating to own. He hasn't done much, only, you know, a couple of rushing touchdowns, like you said, lately. But um, if he can still, still um, get some uh, touchdowns, like you said, in the red zone, then, he, you know, he's going to push his way where, you know, he's going to even have more value. And, uh, you know, last week was the first week we actually saw him run a lot. So there's an explosiveness there. He just, you know, needs some maturity and, you know, be able to execute a little better, and, you know, in, in close and deliver touchdowns. Talking to Sean Childs, you can find him. At FullTimeFantasy.com, the Week 6 projections are up. How do you think this Kansas City backfield plays out? We only saw LaShawn McCoy get two receptions last week, no carries. I know he fumbled. It was a lot of Damian Williams. Is that what you see going forward, or do you see more LaShawn McCoy get involved? I know the Colts had the ball a lot in that game. Yeah, that was uh, going to the last review. It was really kind of tough to gauge what was going to happen in that backfield. And I think McCoy would have probably been a little more active if he didn't fumble. But just the way the game went, and Damian Williams, you know, he looked like he was okay, and uh, and I guess they're going to go back to him. So probably it's going to be you know about you know sixty something percent for Damian Williams, and uh, you know McCoy is going to be second line, get some catches, get you know eleven or twelve touches, and the other Williams will 
they'll get occasional playing time. So, you know, at least we saw a little, you know, they gave us a, a hint of what the structure is going forward so we can make better fantasy decisions and lineups going, you know, for this weekend, you know, fall, you know, after that. Sony Michelle has kind of been frustrating too. You know, he did have a good game last week. It sets up well this week against the Giants, who have basically no one playing, no Barkley, no Ingram, no Shepard, no Gallman. Is this a week where you feel comfortable putting Sony Michelle in your lineup? And he did catch three passes last week. Yeah, I could just see the Patriots having Burkhead active and it just kind of squashes the Sony Michelle upside, but he still should get you know, a touchdown and, you know, you know, decent yards and maybe he'll get a catch. He's not going to have too much upside there. But, you know, the Patriots have just had such a, you know, an easy schedule and we really don't know even at this part of the season, do they really have a good defense? So they just playing, you know, the lower class teams that don't have any offense. So, you know, New England should play for the lead uh, and uh, the running game should be pretty, pretty popular, especially in the second half of the game. We know you play in a lot of deep leagues, and I think most people are going to avoid anybody from the Giants this week. Do you see any scenario where you're that desperate that you're trying to maybe play a Giants uh, player this week against New England? Yeah, there's a couple leagues. I was hurting in a receiver that I have to put in for Slayton. You know, and uh, I'm not really going to be too attracted to the running back position there because I don't expect them to move at all. So uh, I'll probably fade all Giants players if I have to. We know the 49ers running game has been really good this year. We saw another example of that Monday night. How do you look at Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman right now? Are they solid RB2s? Are they flex plays? Do you just kind of play them every week? Yeah, I think they're going to settle into both being like RB2s, kind of some, like a similar situation at Atlanta. I'd like to see Breida catch a few more balls and obviously weed out the third running back hitting on the field would probably help Breida's value. You know, somewhat, but you know, most of his. When you look after, you know, last week, most of his, you know, value was created on that one big play. So overall, you know, he only had like 30 yards on his other 10, you know, carries or so. So you know, he wasn't as impressive, even though he does have that, you know, big play ability in his game. About Miles Sanders, you know, he's shown glimpses in the passing game. He's had a couple of long receptions. We know it's still a lot of Jordan Howard, and Howard's getting the goal line carries. Do you see this? eventually changing at some point this year. I think there's a lot of fantasy owners who want to see Sanders get more because of his uh, explosive ability. Or, or do you think this is just going to be how it is all year with uh, Jordan Howard getting a lot of goal line carries and getting the bulk of the carries on the ground? I think it will be the same, but there will be a couple times where, you know, Sanders gets the hot hand and he's going to be, you know, more relevant within the game. And maybe he hits on a run, you know, from 20 yards out or so, but you know, um, Howard's a pretty good player. Um, he can catch a little bit, but, you know, no Sproles is going to help, you know, Sanders, you know, getting four balls. I'm pretty impressed with that. So, you know, they're both going to be, you know, probably 10 to 12 point players, you know, you know, going forward and, you know, where the touchdowns fall is going to make them, you know, more playable. So, you know, not too exciting, but, you know, decent pie we cover guys. A tight end that's still on the waiver wire for many people is Gerald Everett and, he wasn't really used a ton last year. We have seen him heavily involved in the last two weeks. Do you think that's a trend that's going to continue? Um, I think it see it happening this week if Cooks can't play. If Cooks is, you know, eliminated from his, you know, his injury last week, and I would lean more on the tight end than the, than the fourth uh, receiver on the Rams' offense. So, you know, he's he has talent. He can catch the ball, and it just gives him another offer, uh, option and forces defense to, you know, cover, you know, the uh, the receiving position for the Rams a little differently. So, 
you, you like what you can see. Um, you like to see him catch, you know, four or five balls a week. But you know that you know there's an awful lot of balls to you know go around. But you know they haven't been passing to the running back as much as they have in the past. So you know, there's a chance that he's you know at least playable as a back end tight end. Joined by Sean Child, you can find all his work fulltimefantasy.com as well as the Week Six projections. O.J. Howard caught a pass last night. I don't know if you saw it. He caught a foul ball at the Tampa Bay Rays game. Unfortunately, we don't get credit for that in fantasy. But, man, what do you do with O.J. Howard? Because we know how talented he is. And, you know, you look at the tight ends this week, and it's kind of a disaster. Is Howard someone that you're still holding on to and keeping on the bench? Or have you seen enough and you're moving on? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in a situation where you know there's anybody more talented in the free agent pool. So I, I made my bed, and he's kind of buried me. I would th- think it's probably about a 40 or 50 point hole that he's in. So he would need two explosive games to correct it. But you know, most likely when he has one of those games, he's on my bench. I would imagine. So um, you know, just uh, I think you have to stick with him. And you know, if you're fishing. People are talking about Herndon a lot this week, but looks like he's got an injury, and I wasn't, you know, the Jets' offense looks pretty uh, dreadful, you know, and I'm not sure the quarterback play will be great right out of the, you know, right away with uh, even with Darnold come back. So um, I would just keep him and, you know, just uh, if you have to sit him, you have to sit him until he shows a little bit more. I know you don't play in many trade leagues, if at all, but if, for those listening, maybe that can get Odell Beckham on the cheap. Would you be buying low on him right now? Yeah, somebody actually just asked on the message board just a couple within the last hour about would you trade Godwin for Beckham? I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that because you know I'd, I'd like to see the quarterback playing a little bit better before I would you know go there. So you know, stop getting rid of a you know a guy that's really really hot for a guy that's kind of cold. So there is you know there's a definitely level if you said you know Juju for Beckham, yeah, okay, I'll go with that because you know. Injury at quarterback in Pittsburgh, plus the toe injury, something like that makes sense. But, it, you know, it, each situation is a little bit different. And then, obviously, the schedule might open up a little bit better in the second half in Cleveland. And you have to believe that they, they should get better passing the ball. Sam Darnold returns this week for the Jets. And we know it's a clear upgrade pretty much across the board offensively. But uh, who do you like the most on this Jets offense going forward besides Le'Veon Bell? I'm not really too excited about anybody right out of the gate, but Robbie Anderson eventually is going to be able to hit on some plays, but, you know, it's going to take, you know, a couple of weeks to get there with him back, the timing for everybody, and, and just, you know, be able to score some touchdowns. I mean, I think they only have, like, two offensive touchdowns and 50 possessions this year or something like that, so, you know, it's pretty uh, pretty tough to watch, imagine, especially for, you know, real Jets fans. So they, they should improve. I can't, I mean, Crowder had that one big game in week one, but you know he's kind of just you know completely disappeared and been, become, uh, become unplayable at this point. But he might you know you know come back to be like a five for fifty guy at least this week. We know Stefan Diggs was complaining last week. He got fined, missing, showing up late to practices and meetings. Did not get the ball much last week. Does that change this week? Could this be a big Diggs week? I think I think Diggs is going to be the you know the, the play this week in Minnesota. I was fortunate in the daily stuff that I had Thalen, Keed, and uh, you know I didn't use much Diggs, but this week I'm going to you know pivot to you know possibly use Cousins low with Diggs and try to see what I can fit in there. So um, I'll do a little bit better when I do the wide receiver uh, research on Thursday. But you know right now my mindset's thinking that Diggs you know it's his chance to possibly shine this week. What do you think about Calvin Ridley right now? We know he's very up and down. He scored a touchdown last week, had a touchdown in the first two games. 
two games in there, was very quiet. Atlanta's throwing a lot. They have several weapons. What do you do it really on a week-to-week basis? Is it just depends on the matchup? Uh, because he's been very erratic, and we saw it last year too. I think he's a top 36 receiver. And, and we, you know, when you get asked these questions a lot, it's just the explosiveness factor. I mean, we saw him last year score, you know, two or three touchdowns or, couple, you know, 10 touchdowns on the year. So he can produce big games. And I think, you know, if you're getting six or eight and you're kind of disappointed in him, it's the same thing like last week. You know, Fuller, you know, people all sat him. Well, he delivered a 55 and he had an event, and you can never recover that game. You know, he'll probably never have a game like that this year. So Ridley's that type of player, maybe not get that high, but, you know, 35 points is possible. So you you kind of ride those guys out because you know they're explosive. Obviously, they're in a tough matchup with you know, good cornerbacks on the road. You might, you know, shy away from But this matchup this week is, you know, a game that, you know, he, he may hit a long play and score another short one. So, uh, you know, keep him in the mix. Has DJ Chark become a must-start? Yes. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, right? I mean, he is five touchdowns in five games. In the one game, he didn't have one. It was actually called back uh, because of a penalty. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, uh, I don't love the waiver wire this week. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, it's a little more maintenance. Jacoby Myers is kind of an interesting guy. Uh, maybe uh, Hurst from uh, Baltimore, the tight end, because uh, Andrews might be a little banged up with a bye week next week. And there's maintenance on the defense. That's about it. All right, that is Sean Childs. You can find him at fulltimefantasy.com. Sean, thanks a lot, and good luck this weekend. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, when we return, we'll wrap it up with any late-breaking news. It is Full Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com, as well as si.com slash fantasy as the Week 6 Stock Watch article is up. Some good stats in there, so check it out. It might help you make a trade, acquire a player on the cheap, or maybe dis someone off as a sell high. So uh, check it out. There's a receiver in there that I love that no one is really talking about. So uh, find out who it is uh, in that article. And uh, if you have any questions, you could always ask them on the message boards in the forums anytime at fulltimefantasy.com. Uh, we do have some news here regarding the Patriots. Not a surprise. Philip Dorsett has been ruled out for Thursday night. He has a hamstring injury. We saw him leave early in the game last week. And you heard Sean bring up a name who I agree with, Jacoby Myers. Now, it's a deep league play. He was in my waiver wire article He's going to play in three wide sets, and he did last week and didn't do much, but he was very good in the preseason. Uh, it looked like for a period before, you know, we saw Josh Gordon and then Antonio Brown for a minute. It looked like Jacoby Myers was going to potentially have a big role, uh, but that quickly changed. But he was very good in the preseason. I think he, I put it in the Wave of Our article. I think he played definitely less than 50% of the snaps. And again, it's dicey because the Patriots could have their way, but I could see against this Giants team. Maybe him getting open deep and, and scoring a potential touchdown. So, again, that's really more of a deep league sleeper, not someone that you have to add, but wouldn't be surprised if he does something, especially if you're desperate, but not on the field too much. That's the one thing. Uh, Rex Burkhead is listed as questionable. Obviously, you feel much better about Sonny Michelle if Burkhead's out. Sonny Michelle played a season high in snaps last week. He had 91 rushing yards. He also caught three passes on three targets. So, that's something we usually don't see. But again, the Patriots are 17-point favorites at home, so they should have their way in this game. Josh Gordon has a knee issue. He's questionable. Expect him to play. Julian Edelman, who's been dealing with this chest injury for a while, 
Uh, he has played through it. He is listed as questionable, but I expect him to play as well. Uh, should be a terrible Thursday night game, unfortunately. Don't expect the Giants to be competitive in that one. That wraps it up here, but don't worry. I'll be back Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, if you have any questions, I'm available. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Hop on the message boards in the forums. Get your questions in, and we will get you an answer. Talk to you Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern.